0: Hi, cuties. This is future Anastasia. And future Agata. And we're just popping in here to say that uh, we actually reached our fundraiser goal. Uh, The goal was $5,000 and with our matching, it was $6,500. So we've actually closed the fundraiser. Good
1: job, everyone. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed. We never thought we'd make it all the way there. So we really appreciate it. Um, I do want to address one thing. A couple of you guys reached out because there was uh, some drama going around about GoFundMe and the Black Lives Matter campaign that they had set up in their system. So I just want to assure everybody, we have been in contact with them. They are making sure that the money is going to the right place. So don't worry about that at all. We really appreciate everyone who joined in and helped us make it to this
0: goal. Thank you. Love you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time I'm Anastasia And I'm Agata And it's a beautiful day <laughs> I think this is the second time I've <laughs> sang that song
1: <laughs> On this but show?
0: A, yeah, I think so But it is wow. a beautiful day outside I wanted, to, I wanted to go into Hello,
2: Wisconsin Ooh Nope, nobody knows 70s, what I'm talking about. That like '70s it. show. Yeah, I like to yell that after almost every TV theme song. <laughs> it, it, it fits in a lot of them.
1: It, yeah, and it always makes sense because it does just, always make sense. You just want to say hello to you the whole state of say, <laughs> You always want to say
0: you always want to say hi to those cheeseheads. Yeah, because they know what they're doing.
2: Another good one is Life is Unfair.
0: <laughs> From Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what a great well, how, show. How does that song go?
2: You're not the boss of me.
1: Yeah. Iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, rebellious teenage anthem right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's so. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yes.
0: No, you please, m'lady. <laughs> Thank you, Malise. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
1: I was just gonna say a huge thank you to everyone who has donated to our GoFundMe. We announced it in our last episode, um, and we really like blew right past our goal almost immediately. It's kind of crazy. Uh, we wanted to, we wanted to get a a thousand dollars in donations that we were gonna um match but then we ended up extending that to five thousand and we increased yeah, you our guys match said
0: fuck you a thousand dollars not enough you pieces of shit we're gonna oh, show Andrew you Bear what
1: donated i didn't see
0: oh thanks I Andrew know. Bear. um
1: yeah so thank you so much we increased our 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 dunk town match to 1500 we're trying to get um, the donations up to five thousand. Uh, we're pretty close right now. We're only a couple hundred away. So, if you still want to donate, please do. Um, the, and yeah, we're we we're just like in shock by how generous and kind everybody's been and supportive. And you guys really blew away our expectations with this. So, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you guys. You um, we always knew you were cuties. Uh, but. This was just above and beyond. So, thank you.
1: Absolutely. And if you didn't want to donate because you want to spend your money elsewhere, that's totally fine. There's a million other places to donate. But, um, you know, as long as you're paying attention and supporting in some way.
0: Yeah. If you um, don't have the funds to spare, which is totally understandable, one kind of interesting way to support. Black Lives Matter is there's a bunch of YouTubers who are donating the um, revenue from their videos and so you can actually find Black Lives Matter playlists on YouTube and just watch the videos with ads on mm-hmm. and then that money will go to causes. Just make sure you read which cause it's going to before you, you watch <laughs> but I think that's an easy way to support the cause uh, totally. financially. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. What else do we
1: got for today?
0: Should we just get right into Previously on Basketball? Because I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we are going to wrap up uh, the news that happened this week in a tidy little segment called Previously on Basketball.
2: Previously on Basketball.
0: The NBA plans to restart the season at Disney World. Lonnie Walker cuts his hair and discusses its history. Damian Lillard releases a new single, Blacklist. John Morant asks a Kentucky judge to remove a Confederate statue in downtown Murray. So let's talk about the league restarting. Disney I think World, baby. Goofy's playing Goofy. center. <laughs> Woo! Can
1: you imagine him dunking?
0: I mean, I have drawn many pictures and written fan fiction about this. So I'm really <laughs> excited, excited a, to see him play.
1: Yeah, a one-on-one with LeBron.
2: Does he really never dunk in either of the Goofy movies? I don't know. I I've remember. never
0: seen any Goofy movies. Maybe we gotta watch that for the show sometime.
1: (laughs) I would. Uh, That's a close. That's a connection that makes enough sense for this show, at least. (laughs) The fact that they're gonna be at Disney World.
0: Totally. Um,
1: Also, a goofy movie fucking rules, and you should definitely watch it at some point.
0: Yeah. Either way. Um. Someone told me it's super horny. It is horny. Yeah. Um. Sounds like my kind of movie.
1: Yeah, you know that's my favorite genre. Um, so the so this all this talk about the league restarting has been it's been everywhere. This is all everyone's talking about right now. They're talking about building a bubble at Disney World where players and their family cannot be freely going in and out, but at the same time, the staff doesn't have the same restrictions. So there seems to be a lot of information that they're kind of withholding at this point, and based on what we have it seems weird and unsafe but it's kind of hard to make a judgment other than the fact that you know we've been pretty vocal about how this there's no possible way to make this safe for this entire time they've been talking about
0: it um i think they're withholding information because they honestly don't know how they're gonna do it you know what i I mean mean? like yeah
1: The only way that makes sense is if everybody, you can't have a bubble with people coming in and out. Like, that's not how, that's not what a bubble is. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you guys ever seen one, but you can't just freely (laughs) pop in there.
0: Um, What about those magicians (laughs) that put a needle through a balloon? Okay, you're right. You're right. (laughs) You should have thought about that. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's crazy. Things have changed
1: so much in just the last few weeks. I mean, we had that phone call. From like LeBron and Katie and all the big boys who were like, we wanna play uh, when it was, when the conversation was about coronavirus. And then now that it has shifted away to Black Lives Matter, the like revolution that's happening right now, essentially, um, a lot of the players have kind of changed their tune a little bit. I can't remember, was Kyrie on that first call? Do you guys remember?
0: He was, yeah. They said that, like, he's been involved in a bunch of calls, but he hasn't. This is from an ESPN article that I read that he has been on a bunch of calls, but he hasn't been, like, terribly vocal, just mostly asking questions about logistics and stuff. But I don't yeah. think he was someone who was like, we have to play again because he's injured. Yeah. I
1: mean, I don't. I didn't love the way that article was um, Me laid too. out. Basically, it was kind of it. W- it kind of felt like they were trying to discredit Kyrie. Is like he didn't really care, and now he cares, and it's like he's making a statement on as a very powerful player in this league. He's making a statement that I'm sure a lot of the other players are feeling right now, and maybe the ones with less power are scared to bring up. So he like. I know we make fun of him a lot for being a little wacky and conspiracy theorist and whatever. But like when it comes down to it, like I support him with what he's doing now. I mean, he's trying to say like bringing the league back is going to be a huge distraction for people who don't need to be distracted right now. Like it's really important for the support and the momentum of what's going on to like keep going forward and even more so than it was a week ago at the peak. And it just needs to be like, I don't know. There's, there's multiple arguments to this. So we have like Austin rivers who came in and was saying like, it doesn't help people to not be making money. We can support with
0: money. I think what it kind of boils down to is some, some people are like, you know what? Basketball is honestly not the most important thing to me right now. And I, want to focus on you know being a part of the movement and making sure that I'm able to protest and speak out and not be focusing on basketball and you know it's it can be hard when you're putting all of your energy into basketball to even have the time or like energy to put towards anything else I'm sure and then right. on top of that, uh, so the players are distracted, but also the viewers are distracted. Right the the right. public, and they're then, like, "Oh, I'm not um, going to that
1: protest because the Lakers are playing." Yeah, <laughs> Like, I mean, it really is that simple. Like, people are going to be move. They're b- moving their attention elsewhere, and then the importance of all these other actions that are going on in support of. Black Lives Matter, like that's all kind of good. It's going to go down to second place importance or fourth priority. Like just going to keep moving down the list and the players understand that like that's not going to help anything for people to just forget and be back to like what's going to happen between the Lakers and the Clippers. I mean, honestly it to me, it seems so just trivial at this point to be like, we need to crown a champion And I understand that there's a lot of sports fans who they have just been waiting out the quarantine, like just, you know, waiting for the moment for this to be back. But like, without the context of not only the coronavirus stuff, but also the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff like that, like, I don't get that. I don't get those people who are just like, I just want basketball back so I can stop thinking about all this other shit.
0: I think, um, like... I get that basketball can be people's happy place. You know, let's say you're constantly stressed out and living in fear and like, you know, basketball can be a little refuge for that. And I totally get that. But I think one, like Austin Rivers argument had some good points just as far as like some of these young players like need to kind of make money and they don't have the like benefit of, you know, being, other businesses and being in the league in the long t- for a long time, which I totally get. And and if mm-hmm. they want to make money, they should be able to make money. Yeah. But I also think that uh, if a player doesn't want to play, I feel like they shouldn't be penalized in the long run for not wanting to play right now. You know. Yeah. Which I yeah. do think that is what they're talking about is like if you don't play right now, you could potentially be penalized in the long run, especially because they have a collective bargaining agreement coming up right um, and it's it's that thing where, like, yes, basketball can be this happy place to a refuge and whatever. But at the same time, there are certain more important things that I think some players, like, Kyrie and Lou Will and George Hill have said, that's not where my mind is right now. It's on more important things.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, an argument that I keep seeing is like, well, they can like bring attention to it with the games. And it, to me, that doesn't really make sense because sure they can, you know, after they win a game, one player gets a post game interview and they can, bring it up but that's after like two hours of being focused on the game it's not like they're going to be like sprinting around the court and yelling out like important facts that people know like it doesn't make sense and it also doesn't make sense to like put all that pressure on them like not only do they need to be extremely competitive to be trying to get into the playoffs in this like weird setup and at the same time they also are responsible for like okay, I have to like shoehorn in these important ideas because not only am I expected to deliver on the court, but I also, as a black person, it's now my responsibility to like get this message out as I'm doing this other thing. To me, it's way too much. It's too much to put on their shoulders. Right. And I think that that's, I mean, there's no way to do it simultaneously when you're putting all of your effort and all of your heart into something, which is what you need to win a championship is to be fully committed and fully like free of distraction. So then yeah. it's like, okay, so if this go- if this does go forward and the players are, you know, whoever, whoever ends up winning, it's no one's ever going to even really think back and be like, Oh, they, deserved that win it's always going to be an asterisk win yeah of like oh well you got four months off to rest and you know it wasn't There's a real always going to be an asterisk and...
0: on this season like that's yeah. not that's not going to change
1: yeah like if the Lakers win like <laughs> nobody's going to accept that as like a real Lakers win yeah. and, I mean Clippers too anyway whoever whoever it ends up being like to me i I mean, I know it, it all comes down to money and nobody wants to be losing their money, but it seems so much less important. And especially like, I just feel bad for the the younger players or the ones who are just like feeling that way and they, they know that they don't have the leverage to really say anything. So I really support Kyrie and what he's doing yeah. and getting the message out there and kind of being the fall guy because a lot of people are... Really, going after him for that,
0: you know it bums me out that he ever talked about the like bullshit flat earth stuff because everything else he's ever said i have agreed with, like not everything, obviously, but like the <laughs> co- there <laughs> there's controversial <laughs> <Everything>. <laughs> every single thing when he's like, my butt itches, I'm like, yes, Kyrie, <laughs> um at one point, he got flack because someone was like what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And he was like, fuck Thanksgiving. And then yeah. he got shit for that. And I was like, no, he's right. Fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, that's, right. we all know Thanksgiving is bullshit as far as like Christopher Columbus and everything goes. So totally like, w- like stuff like that. I'm like, I'm very glad he is outspoken. I wish he hadn't been on the flat earth bandwagon because people use that against him a lot. Um, anyways, there's a couple players here, um, that I think we should look at what their statements were like Lou Williams. Um, we have a little, just, they're like quotes, um, where he says, what are these quotes from? Are they from the phone call?
1: No, he posted on his Instagram. Okay. Uh,
0: we are fighting for
1: a radical change. Sports has been a healing factor in this climate. It's a distraction. You're dying to get back in the house and drink a beer and watch us hoop, opposed to being outside fighting for your equality. I mean, he's right. There is there is no there is no way around it. Like, and there, sports will be a distraction, and people want that so badly because we've been living in this like dystopian hell. But right, like a distraction from a horrible virus versus a distraction from a necessary,
0: like fight against inequality.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like it's, it's two different things. And then like, that's really, I mean, we barely even touched on the COVID like situation of this, which I still feel really uncomfortable with like, and I'm sure a lot of players do too, with like putting their health on the line and permanently having health effects because we really don't know what, that looks like right five years down the road 10 years down the road i mean there's been a there's been a lot of like talk about your lungs are permanently affected um and that i mean that even that possibility for a professional athlete like
0: Could be devastating
1: it's devastating it's not worth the risk in my opinion at least but no one fucking asked me <laughs>
0: Yeah. Plus you know, I mean, Goofy has gloves on, but he's not wearing a mask. Yeah, and he never washes those fucking hands. He comes and goes as he pleases. I just can't see him like being careful. <laughs> That's
1: true. And then it's like like are they getting all of their groceries delivered? Like no, they're they're going to be going out for essential stuff. So it's it's not really a bubble.
0: No, no. And isn't Disney World opening? Like, didn't they say they were going to have people starting in July? So if the season starts in August, people will have been coming and going and the workers will have been interacting with people for quite a while.
1: Exactly. There is no bubble. Fuck the bubble. (laughs) Whoever brought up the bubble can go fuck themselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were just picturing Epcot Center... (laughs) <laughs> and like thought They're it like, was a real oh, bubble. <laughs> bubble.
1: Are they going to go inside the Epcot? <laughs> They're all sleeping in like a row of cots inside Epcot.
0: <laughs> um what did Malcolm Brogden say? I didn't see his little Oh, this was in with JJ oh, Riddick, right?
1: Yeah, on JJ Reddick's podcast. Do you guys podcast. want to watch this? Yeah. Yeah, it's let's good. watch
0: it.
2: I've talked to a few guys that are, you know, super interested in and sitting out, possibly. Um, and I at the end of the day, um, I was actually talking to Chris Paul the other day. And he said, man, this is a decision.
0: This is an individual decision that every man has to make for himself. Um, and I think that's exactly what it is.
1: It depends on your perspective. Some guys are going to say, for health reasons and the COVID and the long-term effects that we don't understand about COVID, I want to sit out. Other guys are going to say, you know, the Black community and my people are going through too much for me to basically be distracted with basketball. I'm not going to prioritize this over my, you know, the Black community. I'm going to sit out. And then there's another group of of guys that are going to say no. And these are all, I think, Black black perspectives. Another group of guys are going to say, no, this is the most amount of money I'm going to make in my lifetime. It doesn't make sense to hand this money back. I can do so much good in my community if I have this money.
0: I kind of think that all of those perspectives, you have to respect them. Like, even the people who want to play and make money, I'm like, it wouldn't be the decision I would make.
1: Yeah, but I get I it. Have... I just I'm scared for them.
0: Yeah, me too, me too.
1: But yeah, a lot of them are like, you know, they this is the first time they're making money, they don't yeah. They want to provide for their families or the community or whatever. And it makes sense. It's just like there's so many unknowns here that it makes me nervous and scared and I want everyone to stay safe. And like, I wonder what like
0: Kat has to say, like <laughs> Since I mean, he's already had it and it has affected his family. Exactly. Like,
1: I'm sure any player who has had, you know, a close friend or family member affected by it would agree that it wasn't worth it. But people kind of feel like they're
0: invincible at this point. Yeah. Um, Lonnie Walker uh put up a very touching Instagram post about the real reason behind when he started growing his hair out. If you don't know Lonnie Walker, he's on the Spurs. He has like a big, uh, he had a big um, poof of hair, like essentially a dreadlocks going up. Um, and he recently shaved it. And he, in the comment, you know, of the Instagram post, he talks about having a history of abuse and starting to grow his hair out because that was the one thing he felt like he can control. And damn, did this hit me, this Instagram post.
1: It was so vulnerable and honest. And he's like a young guy. I mean, I think he's in his early 20s, right? And he... Like, having players really putting stuff like that out there is so important. I mean, obviously, we are... We are on board with the basketball feelings of the NBA and the WA. We love to hear what people are really feeling versus what they think they need to be putting out there to, you know, have some kind of um, public facing persona or whatever. And this just is raw and honest. And I love him.
0: (laughs) Just a reminder that we'll put all of links to all of the stuff in our episode description so you can watch his video and like it because uh we already loved Lonnie Walker so much and this just was uh, extra extra love to you Lonnie I'm proud of him yeah thank you for sharing that is there a video in this
2: yeah you want to see it yeah so it all started in seventh grade I had a small mohawk um, going into eighth grade, I dyed the red. Mo- I dyed the mohawk, it was a red mohawk, eighth grade. Ninth grade, I cut the back off, it turned a flat top. Ninth and tenth grade was just, I would trim it the size, trim the top, it was really clean. Then eleventh grade, um, I start using this sponge. And then twelfth grade, I start using my hands. Twelfth uh, grade, I start taking these really, well, eleventh through twelfth grade, I started taking these really hard, um, advanced chemistry, AP, physics and everything. And whenever I had a hard test the next day, I always I start to twist up my hair. Freshman year of college, it kind of just took its turn and became its own person. The humidity and everything just changed the game up.
0: He said in the comment, um, that's not the real reason." Like that's, that was his like PR reason previously about why he did his hair like that, and he's like, "That's not the real reason. Here's the real reason." He shaved a nice little design in it, too. Sending love to Lonnie Walker. Yeah. What a
1: cutie. Absolute cutie of the week.
0: Yeah, definitely cutie of the week, Lonnie Walker. All right. We've got Damien Lillard. Should we he listen rele- to the song? I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. He
1: released a new single called Blacklist
0: so why these good cops won't speak on the bad apples how the president get on tv and be mad casual like if you looting we shooting like it's a game dude a clown and a trust fund baby he numb the pain never had it hard came in the office unpatched the scars let the racist folks tell us we really ain't make it far i feel the tension rising 1950 how we divided and i ain't even tripping on how the season decided racism pandemic is years ahead of the virus um I'm glad he put this out. Yeah, it's uh, very
1: relevant. He's quoting a tweet from Donald Trump from like last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he nice said, "Nice turnaround, Dame. If
1: if you're looting, we're shooting." Uh, which is so fucked up. I mean, we don't we don't talk about President Cheeto on this show, but
0: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> can't deal with that I got it just exploded <laughs> I can't deal with that um, No we can't I, deal with that
1: I mean He's he's expressing himself through song As he, as he loves to do And I respect it
0: Yep It's like the, you can feel his anger Which is uh, I think expressing what a lot of people are feeling Yeah Totally um, John Morant also um cutie he is uh using his voice to get the confederate statue in downtown murray taken down i have to say look i love that people are just like we don't need to ask permission anymore we're just tearing statues down i love that people are doing that <laughs> cuz it's like fuck all these people we have been asking for these statues to be removed forever
1: yeah um fuck statues fuck racist statues um i love that he wrote a letter to the judge with his john morant letterhead on it
0: his letterhead (laughs) is great
1: it's great um he was a student athlete at murray state university and he is putting himself out there saying to Take that fucking statue down And we support you, buddy We support you
0: Yeah, good job, Ja
1: Um, he says I cannot stress enough How disturbing and oppressive it is To know the city Still honors a Confederate war general Defending white supremacy and hatred Yeah Agreed Agreed Good job, Ja
0: Should we get Dunktown letterhead?
1: We should And we should write letters to <laughs> <We should>. Cities
0: <laughs> We should write letters to have statues taken down. And hey, if you want to replace them with dunk Town statues, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. <laughs> or NBA player statues. I
1: did see in in England, instead of uh, knocking the statues down like we've been doing here in America, they just put a box around it that said racist statue inside. <laughs>
0: amazing
1: all right today we watched um a show that we
0: have been meaning to check out for a really long time and we just needed a little push from our new best friends Bridget and Maeve from Philly um
1: you may remember them from the last uh mail basket we did um where they told us about how Mike Scott showed up at a... Was it a bachelorette party?
0: No, it was her 30th birthday party, I
1: think. Oh, right. 30th birthday party after they DM'd him and he just was like, okay, I'll go, uh, which I love and I will be testing out at some point. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we ever make it to Philly, you know we're going to DM him.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So today we watched Holy Moly, um, executive produced by... Mr. Stefan Curry himself, <laughs> uh, although he does not make an appearance, but except for as a weird cartoon version of himself that looks nothing like him,
0: it um, looks like Clay Thompson actually, which is even weirder.
1: It it didn't look like Clay to me. It, it just looked like I don't. I could. I don't know. I, it wasn't another person I could name. It just didn't have steph's face uh i mean it was his voice so he was doing voiceover which i guess is good enough but what a weird show
0: it is I've never, very weird
1: yeah, i none of us had seen it before um i only knew that it was about golf and that was it and they really kind of try to spice it up with all kinds of stuff mostly torturing the contestants
0: lots uh, of contestant torture
1: yeah, yeah, they're playing mini golf. They're hitting the ball. I, it it was weird. It's like they hit the ball and then they have to do an obstacle that's impossible to do.
0: It <laughs> like, is I mean, Bridget mentioned this and it is true. It is kind of a combination between putt putt golf and American <laughs> American ninja warrior. <laughs>
1: yeah, but these are just normal ass people. <laughs> there's like there's there's several contestants who just look like you know like a midwestern mom (laughs) like and they're expected to run across a patch of grass or not grass turf or whatever and like not get hit by 20 doors of 20 porta potty doors that are opening (laughs) it's like physically impossible to get across Yeah, I think they just wanted us to watch them get hit And fall into a pool of water It also looked fucking freezing
0: It was very windy And they mention how windy it is many times Throughout the episode And Every time someone has to like fall into water They're like shivering As they're trying to Hit their ball And the commentators
1: Rob Riggle and some other guy Joe uh, Tessitore (laughs) I wrote it down Joe Tessitore. Um, They're like Yeah they're talking about how cold it is They're making some bad jokes Gotta say didn't love the writing <laughs> The joke I writing I wondered
0: how much was written And how much they did off the cuff Cause sometimes it like just wasn't funny at all They were just like making statements Yeah And I was like this feels like they improvised that And they were like well that's all we have So let's just go with it Yeah but even when they were making jokes, they weren't funny. <laughs> Very, a lot of them fell flat.
1: Um, there was one contestant in particular that we all hated named Squirrel Boy. Um, he wasn't <laughs> named Squirrel Boy,
0: <laughs> his name He's, was Ray, but he kept he, calling himself the Squirrel Boy. Oh and yeah, we watch
1: we watch season two, episode two. By the way, if anyone oh, wants yeah, to watch to this out. one specific episode that we watched only because uh, Steve Gutenberg's name was in the credits and he showed up for maybe ten minutes.
0: We're <laughs> all that's big generous. Gutenberg heads. Um, love the episode right. of Party Down at Steve yes. Gutenberg's house. That um, I mean,
1: I lo- that's that's one of the best. Sh- like we should watch that for another episode. <laughs> that's one of the best episodes <laughs> of that show. Is that and it, I mean, I love Party Down. Just if you in haven't watched
0: Party Down, it's on Hulu. There's no excuse. It's one of the best shows that's of ever been on television. It's, and, it's like uh,
1: it is cringe humor though. So for people who don't who don't like that, but that's kind of my favorite <laughs> my favorite kind of comedy show. So check it out. Um there is an episode where they go to Steve Gutenberg's house and uh it's become very friends funny. Friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was not funny on this show. I gotta say, the bit that no. he was part of was very weird, weird. Uh, very unnecessary,
0: and made very little sense. <laughs> let's start kind of at the beginning. So, okay. Sorry. Essentially- I'm jumping all over the place.
2: Wait, do you guys want to hear the uh, special drop I made for getting into the show? Yes, please. Oh,
0: sh- do you want me to okay. say, let's get into sh- the show?
2: You can if you want. I'm just going to leave all this in.
0: Okay. Right. Just play the drop <laughs>
2: then. Let's play some golf.
0: <laughs> nice. Who said that?
2: Oh, that's uh from Happy Gilmore. That's uh Bob Barker. Nice. Oh,
0: okay. Nice.
2: <laughs> all right, as you were.
0: Um, so there's essentially three rounds Wait, I'm sorry, there's four rounds. And those four rounds determine who moves on to the semifinals and then the finals of this episode, not the whole season. Um so the first round was this setup where they have to hit the ball down this narrow pathway along a bunch of porto potties, and then after they hit the ball, they have to run the narrow pathway without getting hit by a porta-potty door because there's a cast of characters. <laughs>
1: In like less than Fly two, less than two seconds, like they they have they have no time to even attempt
0: to get across. It's impossible, right? Yeah. Like we all agree that not even like e- even Usain, Usain Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's both of our reference. Well, he's the fastest man alive, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Even he would get hit by Mister Fly doing a fucking little dance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When that fly started dancing I laughed so hard I don't know why it tickled (laughs) my funny bone And and Uh, they just get Catapulted
1: into a cold Pool it's freezing Out to where Rob Riggle's wearing This huge winter coat like Parka (laughs) and these Poor contestants who got Paid probably like a hundred bucks For the day are like Getting hypothermia (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and on top of that, they're being disrespected by a man wearing a fly costume <laughs> dancing on their grave.
0: <laughs> so fucked up. Um, so the guy who wins that round, his name is Kyle, and he's a garbage man. Um, he called himself a garbologist. And um they kept saying whenever someone would fall into the pool, they would say into the drink, which Ugh. was weird. They also kept making like dick jokes like for the whole
1: thing which i know we do that on this show but we're classy (laughs) we're classy about it you guys our dick jokes are have their pinky up in the air yeah they are wearing a top hat and eating caviar
0: um the most disrespectful thing happens in the second round it's a rubber ducky round So the first player, her name is Avis, and she actually was a professional golfer, and she survived breast cancer, okay? She's an older woman, and as she runs across this plank, a rubber ducky knocks her into the pool. And then the second player, whose name is Jennifer, just hits a hole in one, doesn't even have to run across the ducky. She doesn't have to do it. A breast cancer survivor gets humiliated on national the disrespect. television. Yeah.
1: I mean, meanwhile, it's like eight degrees out and she's like submerged in ice water.
0: And Jennifer's it, little it, intro is like, I locked a scrapbook. And she keeps saying, it's one for the scrapbooks when she takes a photo. Yeah.
1: She <laughs> took a polar, a selfie Polaroid of her and some random guy. <laughs>
2: That was actually the title of the episode. That's one for the scrapbooks. Oh Oh my god,
1: we did it! We made it all the way there. Um, So then the next round, it's called Buns and Wieners, where
0: (laughs) there's like a spit (laughs) of rotating
1: hot dogs. Yeah, there's that's where Squirrel Guy comes in, and he's playing against what was that guy's name? Roger, who's a poet. Oh yeah, the beat poet. Yeah, um, and they <laughs> they have to like jump onto a rotating like giant hot dog stand, like Seven Eleven rotating thing <laughs> for hot dogs.
0: And Rob Riggle and other guy uh, keep saying stuff like, "Look at how he handles those wieners." Or that's not his first at-
1: ride on a wiener. <laughs>
0: Look at his grip on that wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, low
1: low class jokes, okay? When we go there, (laughs) it's nothing but class, baby. But when they go
0: there, it's cringy. So, unfortunately, Squirrel Boy wins, and then he says, hold on to your nuts.
1: (sighs) And he says, if if he wins, he wants to... Make a putt putt course for squirrels.
0: Yeah, that's what Gabe? he's spending like the that? money on. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no, I don't like anything about Squirrel Boy. <laughs> he,
0: he was sucks. the villain of this episode. Honestly, for sure, I hated him. So then there's this weird diving part that doesn't make sense. There's no reason for this diving part to exist. And that's where so Steve actually, Gutenberg is. <laughs> yeah, Steve Gutenberg and Greg Louganis. An American hero, Greg Luganis, <laughs> is judging this diving contest along with the mascot whose name is Sir Goaf. He's a gopher. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, Sir Goaf and his Lady Goaf, I guess, are Mrs. very horny. <laughs> <laughs> They're constantly making out. At one point, they
1: were on a romantic, like, uh Butter, th- what gondola yeah, or whatever? Yeah, a gondola ride with some poor guy while they're making out, in their co- it was horny, but not in the way that it I was. It was weird, weird horny. Oh, and then it, it it definitely got hornier later, but we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> so the diving contest is very clearly rigged. It's one guy who's a collegiate diver from Purdue, and to an old man. Uh, let's see how old was he 68 year old man Yeah from Kentucky And then a young guy Named Timothy who is, Says he's a model and likes to break dance 25 <laughs> year old California boy And yeah. so They don't dive very well The collegiate diver dives super well And they give him the worst score So he doesn't move on to Actual putt pet golf
1: And they're like berating him About how horrible his dive was as a uh, clearly, it's a joke, but it really fell flat. I gotta said, se- what's the point of this? <laughs> yeah, there was no point of this, and he seemed legitimately sad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the diver was pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was just. It, they they get in the hot tub and then get screamed at uh, by that. two American heroes,
0: <laughs> and so then, Sir Goff, of course. Oh, Sir Goff. Was the worst of them
1: <laughs> for sure. He kept giving him scores like
0: acorn, peanut,
1: <laughs> wrench, or like nut.
0: What is it called? Yeah, like a lug nut, right? Lug nut. There we go. <laughs> so then, round two or the semifinals. It, oh, oh, Timothy wins the putt putt golf. By the way, I don't even remember what their. Like, their thing was so boring. It was like it just had to go up a ramp and go back down. Anyways, um, the semifinal start, it's Jennifer versus Kyle, the garbage man. He wins. But the best part about this is that there's a distraction, which is just the thunder from down under sexy guy dancers. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer is going wild. She's so horny. She totally misses the shot. <laughs> And Gabe says, I couldn't putt with a boner, too. (laughs) It's true. Um, I mean, they're
1: shirtless. They're they're, like shivering. So you can tell that it's like fucking freezing. (laughs) Even these muscly boys are like trying to dance sexy.
0: They refuse to take off their pants. I bet they would have taken their pants off if it wasn't so cold. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then at the end, they... Performed a lap dance on Sir
0: Goph. It was Lady Goff Was it? I think oh, it was that makes, right. That makes more sense in this heteronormative show that we're
1: watching. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but it. But well, it was we'll like put the screenshot, very. Don't yeah. Uh, Agata accidentally got a screenshot of it. She says accidentally. Yeah, I. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got a
1: screenshot of that, and then. It was just I, I got so worked up and just like horned up, and I just actually clicked gonna some jerk buttons to that later. <laughs> yeah, I just was like mashing buttons, and it <laughs> it made the little camera noise, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> well, we can use that for the episode or for you know for later personal personal use. Yeah, put it in the bank.
0: Um. So then Timothy and Squirrel Boy match up. And they're just being sprayed with water, like a very powerful, like, fire hose of water. And at one point, there's just a PA, a production assistant, laying in the fetal position on the ground. And they're like, why is he on the ground like that? Like, the announcers are talking about it. And it's like, oh, he was trying to get out of the shot. And it was like, did we have to leave that in? (laughs)
1: I think they were really stretching for anything to show. They're like,
0: how do we get to 45 minutes on this episode? (laughs) Yeah. Rough. But then uh, at the end, it's Ray versus... Ray is Squirrel Boy. Ray versus Kyle. And Squirrel Boy wins it, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, none of us were happy about that. Yeah. And he really did have some squirrel-like tendencies, like when he was moving.
0: He was very like climy and yeah, yeah. Uh, at the very end, there's cartoon Steph Curry puts a jacket on cartoon squirrel boy, and it's like so clear that it's like pre recorded, he has no idea who he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to him or her! Yeah, just getting it didn't say that.
1: <laughs> just like, yeah, somebody else. Adds in his name later, while his <laughs> mouth is like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, um. Apparently, I mean, they didn't even really confirm this, but it sounded like maybe Steph shows up for the finale.
0: That's what it sounds but like. Who
1: knows? Yeah, like that. Everyone, like whoever wins each episode, gets to come back at the finale and compete for some pyramid thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it
1: wasn't clear." <laughs> but it sounded then, like maybe Steph would be there and one of the part of the prize is that you get to meet Steph.
0: Right. And
1: money too, right? How much
0: money? $250,000, I think. Ooh, should we play? Yeah, I was going to say we should be on this show.
2: <laughs> I actually God. wanted to ask you guys since this episode maybe has the least to do with basketball of anything we've ever covered before. <laughs> <laughs> What are you guys thoughts on golf? Do you have you ever played golf or mini golf?
0: My dad was really into golf um, when for a brief period of time, because I think it was like a it was a professional thing. Like he could like network with people if he went golfing with them or whatever. But my dad made a big mistake by bringing me and my sister and we would just take the golf cart and go like off-roading and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I think we got in trouble a couple of times uh, for driving where we shouldn't have been driving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But other than that, I, I'm i sure it's fun. Like I've gone to a driving range and that's kind of fun, but I'm horrible at it. So I don't know. I'm not going to like yeah. actually hit the ball ever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I suck and it's boring. Um,
0: I don't want to watch golf. That would be the worst
1: thing in the world, right? For sure. I mean, mini golf is kind of fun, but it's kind of in the same category to me as like bowling where it seems like a good idea. And then like maybe 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, now I'm like committed to this and (laughs) I'm going to make it all the way through. And I just want to sit here and like, drink (laughs) champagne but now i have to like stand up every 10 minutes and throw this heavy ball Uh, (laughs) um yeah so not my favorite i going to top golf was like a thing back in texas i don't even know if those exist in california
0: i think they do um, it's like a driving range sort of thing where you drink But I've never I've never seen one out here, but I think they're like out in the burbs kind of where there's more land. That makes
1: more sense. Yeah, because they're fucking huge. Um, but that's fun. I mean, you don't really have to like move around that much <laughs> if you're a lazy piece of shit. Okay, yeah. so Ga- Gabe looked one up. This is not oh, that's Colorado.
2: <laughs> Sorry, is that the closest I said one? Los Angeles. I it might no be idea. the closest
1: one <laughs> I've never I've never heard anyone out here Talking about going to Topgolf So I feel like it doesn't exist here It may not It's close to Gabe Gabe you should drive up there Okay I'll <laughs> Take go Take a little trip Actually my okay. high school reunion My 10 year high school reunion Was at Topgolf Which I did not attend Because I was like What the fuck Topgolf Like I already don't want to see these people But On top of it Going to Top Golf? Not on board.
0: Yeah.
2: No.
1: Sorry if anyone from my high school is listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think um, I've only enjoyed, and you know, Arizona. There's like t- golf is huge there because there's tons of land, but. The thing is, you really should not have grass in Arizona. It fucks with the ecosystem because it creates humidity, and there should not be humidity in Arizona. So people keep building all these golf courses, and like it's fucking with the ecosystem, and like using up too much water in a state that can't spare water. So I was kind of like anti golf a little bit for those reasons. And it
1: seems like it's for rich dicks, but
0: I mean, I have friends. I have friends who play golf
1: and. Whatever. It's not for me. That's fine.
0: If you want to tell us why you like golf, sure. <laughs>
1: I, I
0: mean, I feel like we Hit shouldn't
1: keep up. talking about golf when we all hate it.
2: <laughs> I loved playing mini golf when I was a kid. Oh, man. Did you oh, ever? Really? I wanted to do it for almost every birthday. I mean, oh. I think like we didn't have phones and stuff back then, so <laughs> there wasn't as much to do. But, uh, Sorry, I sounded really old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I did like it when I was a kid. Like, I I enjoyed, but it was like not so much about the activity as it was about hanging out with friends. Um, yeah. So let's give out some donkeys.
1: <laughs> okay, I want to give out horniest couple to
2: donkey. Sorry,
1: <laughs> rude. No, I'm just kidding. I should have waited. Sorry. Um, I want to give out horniest couple to um, Sir Goff and his uh, Lady of the Mound.
0: (laughs) Good donkey. Um, Thank you. I think I want to give Worst Human Alive to Squirrel Boy.
1: (laughs) Okay. I can second that one for sure um can he
2: also get worst squirrel alive
1: (laughs) oh good point i'll give him both what about um saddest pool dive was to the cancer survivor lady oh no she she really she really got smacked right off of there with a big rubber ducky
0: (laughs) it looked painful yeah that was hard to watch gabe
2: yeah, I think I want to give biggest missed opportunity to, uh, I mean, I liked the sexy male dancers as the distraction, but just have, uh, Sir Gopher his, his lady fucking. <laughs> That's the best distraction I could think of. How just are you going to make a graphic, shot watching those two? Yeah,
1: just graphic gopher fucking.
2: <laughs> what a missed opportunity, am I yeah, right? Yeah, for real, yeah. I
1: agree. It should have, they should have played that on ABC for sure. I would have,
0: I would have supported it. I think I also want to give, um, worst cartoon to Steph. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't look, or, you know, just, I guess, worst resemblance. It didn't look like him at all. Um, yeah, it wasn't a bad cartoon, it just wasn't him. And also, there's all of the that technology now, where essentially you just paint over a photograph. So, like, couldn't he have just done like a video on his phone, and they could there's have no used excuse. That? There's no, no excuse.
2: excuse. Yeah, they could have just waking life him.
0: Yeah, waking life <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes me think
1: either they were very cheap about it or they. Th- think it looks good.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't know what he looks like maybe.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, I
0: guess hmm, close enough. It's like,
1: no. <laughs> if you're going to make a whole thing of having him come on and tell really bad jokes, like it should be clear that it's him.
0: <laughs> we skipped over the fact that he told this really long weird or not long, but weird story about finding giant ducks. In the middle of the episode,
1: <laughs> I mean, just wasn't wasn't even worth mentioning. It was so <laughs> weird and just out of nowhere, and they moved on. <laughs> the jokes, uh, uh, again, the jokes just bad. I mean, we did. Uh, Gabe and I and Andrea used to watch the show. No, <laughs> I mean it was kind of similar in concept, where you just had to like. Like there was like a wall coming at you and you had to like morph your body into the shape of oh, a yeah. hole. <laughs> what was it called? Make shape
2: go hole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: we, we called it make shape go hole, but it had another name. It was like a Japanese game show that was like uh adapted for American TV and you would have to like like morph your body into the shape of the hole or else you'd be pushed into
0: a uh, like a foam pit are you just googling make shape go whole
2: <laughs> I don't remember what it was called but I'll find it and I'll put it in the show, show notes okay.
0: I mean That's that funny. to me
1: was an excellent show because you got all the fun of getting people getting smacked off of stuff but you didn't have the like really lame jokes <laughs> interspersed throughout so if you're into this and you w- want to see people fall off stuff Check out Make Shape Go <laughs> or or uh, Gabe. You can add the real name in here later. Um, we'll just leave a little blank here for it. Hole in the wall, and we're back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, look. I will I be watching more Holy Moly? Probably. Um, is it funny in a really funny way? No. Is it fun to watch people get knocked off of stuff? Of course. <laughs> so who won donkeys? Was it Squirrel okay. Boy? Because I think it might be it, Squirrel Boy. It, Squirrel Boy got two. But also, we gave one to Gopher Fucking and to the Gopher Couple. So maybe it's a tie between the Gopher Couple and Squirrel Boy. I can't let Squirrel Boy win anything else. I don't want him to win either. Let's give something else to the Gopher Couple. Okay, can we say... Um, oh, uh, best uh,
1: lap dance receivers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we only saw Mrs. Goff, but I'm assuming Sir Goph got into the You know he got in there. Too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, the Thunder from Down Under guys were like picking Kyle up and carrying him around, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> okay, so yeah. congratulations, Gopher Couple. You win amazing.
1: Thank you so much for your hard work and uh your <laughs> horniness.
0: <laughs> you know what? When I see a horny couple, I usually salute them because it's like good for you. Thank totally. you for for your horniness. All right, let's get into our mail basket. You got mail. I thought Gabe was going to do it again. <laughs> Today we have an
1: email from Jordan N. Hey, love the show. Your show and your sister's show, the flagrons, ones have been great with or without the season. Um my plug is for lostnba.blogspot.com. My wife and I rewatched Lost during quarantine and I was emailing odd recaps of Lost to my friends as if any of them actually asked me to do that. During that, (laughs) ESPN put out their list of 74 best NBA players of all time, and one joke led to another about me making comparisons of those players with lost characters, and I started doing just that. I really have no clue who would find this insane niche blog entertaining, but maybe you might. Gabe, can you pull it up? Um, Trying to spin this into a listener question, if you had to recast an ensemble show near to your heart with NBA players, what show would it be, and what players? Thank you for doing the podcast, Jordan. Jordan. All right, let's check out this website first. Wow, he's up to 50 something players.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, I think he's
2: working down from 72, so oh, he's about Oh, I see. 20 and yeah.
0: I see. That's um, impressive.
1: It is impressive. Uh the the joke is over my
0: head because I did not watch lost and i
2: don't
1: know <laughs> any of the
0: characters um i i watched for like 3 seasons or 2 seasons or something and then went out of the country and totally lost um track of what was going on so i didn't yeah. finish it but there's some characters that i know who they are any of these <laughs> um i'm i'm like scrolling down to find one
2: Roger Linus is that creepy guy, right? From wait, this is one where I don't even know who the basketball player is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bob McAdoo. Um, that's funny. I mean, this is great though that I feel like so much work went into this.
1: Yeah. Check it out. If you're a fan of basketball and lost. Yeah. Um, and to answer your question, if you had to recast an ensemble show near to your heart with NBA players, what show would it be and what players?
0: Hmm. So, w- one of my favorite shows growing up, I watched it literally from its very first episode to its very last episode as it aired is Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two And I think that could be really fun to cast because they're such like s- like types You Mm -hmm. know, like Luke Perry, um, Dylan McKay Mm -hmm. is this like brooding bad boy who like does drugs and like goes to rehab and stuff in high school. That kind of feels like a Dennis Rodman type to me who's like, Mm -hmm. he's a bad boy, but he's also a lovable bad boy. And you kind of just have to let him do it. You can't put him in a cage, you know, you have to let him do his thing. Right. And I could probably go on. And do the rest. But I feel like that would take a whole episode.
1: (laughs) Well, we got to bank away some content to do at some point. Um, For me, I mean, listeners of the show know I love a good reality show. I really would love to get a behind the scenes peek of what these players are doing when they're off the court in the locker room. Follow them around. I want to hear about their friendships. I mean... When they get off the
0: court and start getting real.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, we we talked about the possibility of like a reality show to come out of this NBA bubble thing. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if the NBA would want that to happen. But to me, that's like a dream come true. Because... I totally. want to know what's going on behind the scenes. There was a show called Basketball Wives, um, which gives you a little bit of a glimpse. But, you know, it's not the actual players. It's just their wives. Or, you know, you'll see like um, on the Kardashians, um, obviously, you had several several players that kind of cycled through that. Like uh, Lamar Odom with Chloe and um, Chris. What's his Humphrey's. face? Humphreys with Kim and uh Tristan Thompson with Chloe um and I you do get to see a little bit of like their schedule and like what their life is like when they're playing and how crazy everything is and I'm like I just want more and I don't know if that will ever happen but I'm begging for it
0: Gabe do you have a show that you would want to replace basketball players with
2: Oh, sure. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I love a classic Sorkin walk and talk. <laughs> so um, I'd love to see the newsroom, HBO's The Newsroom, recast with uh, basketball players. Um, maybe LeBron would be in the Jeff Daniels role.
0: That makes sense. Um,
2: and he could, you know, um, comment on news stories with the benefit of hindsight, just like that show did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Or what about the Good Wife?
2: Oh the my Good Wife God. would be good too. Oh man, I love that oh, show. That's yeah. such a better, better answer than I gave.
1: No, no I'm, I answers. didn't mean to undercut you. I just was thinking no, when you're when you said I should uh, said Good Wife. No, when you when you said like the <laughs> the stories from the headlines, like that makes me think of Good Wife. Oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. where they also they just gave- take something that happened and change
0: it
2: a little bit. <laughs>
0: Gabe, you got to use the term sorkin walk and talk.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, that was fun.
0: <laughs> I mean, don't
1: don't feel bad. My answer didn't even answer the question, so <laughs> it's fine. We can say whatever yeah. the fuck we want. It's our show, and if you don't like it, kiss my
0: beep. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you beep out butt? <laughs>
2: Thanks for saving me the work of having to bleep it out later.
1: Um, Thank you, Jordan, for emailing us. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Yeah, if you want to send us anything or ask us a question, uh, anything at all, we are here to listen. Hi at dunk.town. Or please leave us a message on our cutie hotline. We haven't seen any in a... We haven't heard any in a while. Um, Our answering machine is collecting dust every day. We dust it off and uh <laughs> uh make sure that the batteries work and uh we're
0: press always checking those batteries uh,
1: and every day it says no new messages um <laughs> which is a bummer because uh we love it. we love a message gotta say we love a fucking message
0: um love to hear your little voices love to hear it love to see it um <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can call
1: us at 903-420-DUNK um and literally send anything you want. All right. We made it through the episode. Anastasia, is there anything you want to plug?
0: Um, Yes, I do have something I would like to plug. So okay. it's Pride Month. And for anyone looking to get in the spirit of pride, there's a couple documentaries I highly recommend. Um, there's one called Before Stonewall, which is... I mean, it's an older, award-winning documentary. It's so good. I think it's on... Like, you can rent it. Um, I don't think it's streaming right now. But it's just such a good documentary. And then I'm watching one on Netflix uh, right now called The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson, who was one of the activists who started the um, gay rights movement. So... Check out those documentaries. There's also an after Stonewall documentary that was made years later uh, that's really interesting too. So, um, yay, Pride Month, and also, you know, Black Trans Lives Matter. And Marsha P. Johnson was a Black trans woman who started the movement. So, um, great stories there. Do you have anything you would like to plug, Agata?
1: Yeah, I just want to plug for um, the arrest of the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Um, It's been 92 days, I believe, Um, and they are still out there walking free. And we can't forget about her in all of all these other messages. I mean, there's a lot going on, but she was killed in her own home and deserves justice. So we fight on.
0: Maybe yep. we can post a, a link to where people can contact um yeah. the mayor and people who can uh, make those arrests. Definitely. Gabe, you have anything?
2: Um, I did, but after you guys' really serious <laughs> plug, I'm not sure. Just <laughs> do it. Fine. I do it's mine.
0: fine. We okay. need the light stuff too.
2: Okay. Well, I was talking about uh, classic Sorkin walk and talks earlier, (laughs) and it reminded me of one of my favorite tweets of all time by Megan Amram. Yeah, yeah, sure, I like Sorkin. Sorkin my own dick. (laughs) Um, I think about that tweet maybe every week, and uh, I just want to plug it. It's a great tweet. I'll link to it in the uh, in and the show notes. Follow
0: Megan. She's very funny.
2: She's so funny. She's so yeah. funny.
0: She has a good web series about trying to get an Emmy.
2: Yeah, I really, her
0: to, I really want her to get an Emmy
1: <laughs> at some point. <laughs> She's really put a lot of work into it. She really has. <laughs> she got nominated. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Alone. That in itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um all right well thanks again for listening um if you still want to donate to our fundraiser and you haven't yet um you can go to dunk.town slash gofundme um and help us get to our goal of five thousand. and uh yeah we would really appreciate that love you yeah love you Bye. bye Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown podcast. I am on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica, Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple podcast or wherever you listen. It really helps us and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town slash store. Thank you to Andrea Tamingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song.